With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. You listen to Sportsman here on this Wednesday, July the 21st, 2021. Good to have you all here for our midweek show. Sorry for the late start. It's been a day. Work is, is not really cooperating today. Um, had some stuff going on that just, just kind of took me, uh, kind of put me behind. And so, you know, we have been doing very well. We've been on time more often than not. So thank you for sticking with us. Again, I've been trying to make an effort. We are going to be late. Delay and when we when I think we're going to start, but today just wasn't possible with everything that was going on. Um, uh, with the idea that I was stuck doing something, I just couldn't, you know, get to the phone. Thank you for your patience and understanding as usual. We are here, we have a busy show today. We are, it's the aftermath of the end of the NBA finals, the end of the NBA season. We'll get into last night's uh. Game six, the Bucks are NBA champions. We kind of talked a little bit about it during last last night, not last year, last night in show. We updated you throughout the show, and then when the, the game ended, we let you know, gave some thoughts, but we'll give some more thoughts today. 
what it means to the league, to the Bucks, to the Suns. Uh, kind of wrap up our discussion of the NBA season, the draft. Um, so get into all that's going to be a very focused show. You can expect nothing less given the circumstances. Later on in the show, we'll do a little bit more with the Olympics. And then we'll get the show discussion. We'll do something with the Olympics on Friday. And, of course, one thing I put in the show description, you'll notice, is COVID. I don't want to talk about it, but we're going to have to talk about it because cases are rising and there's a little bit of a re emphasis on how sports, particularly college sports, that started in another month or so. So we'll get into a little bit of that as well. Uh, we always pretend it's not going on, but we. It is. It's still going on. Um, so we'll talk about it, 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 it factors in the sports, so and we will talk about it on the program today. So a lot to get to. We'll start off, of course, with the NBA Finals. Um, Bucks win last night. Goes to show you. I mean, I mean, more and more I was right. I thought maybe the Suns would eat a game, eat a win out last night with their backs against the wall. They did it. Um, when the when the story. Books aren't written about this series. They're going to be written about the fact that the Suns just completely fell apart after Game 3. I think, you know, and, and, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go, you know what, we all got lost with what the Suns were doing. Because this team was young, their experience, and their crew weren't ready. And because it was because of Chris Paul, it was because of Monica Williams, it was because of the fact they were really hot, playing their best basketball at the right time, they had some things break right from, yes, they did have to play some Okay, and even though Paul George read him some big wins, ultimately it still wasn't the team that you know you would that that you were that would be a championship contender. You know that then we the Lakers, but they were a compromised Lakers team that beat up LeBron James and that injured Anthony Davis. Um, they still beat him, and I don't want to take anything away from that because these are tough teams to beat. But it did impact things. Let's be honest, it did. You know, I mean, they, they riddle, the path was easier for them than you can make the same argument about the Bucks. You know, if the Nets were healthy, do the Bucks get here? Probably not. If the Sixers, you know, Ben Simmons shows up a little bit more, do the, do the, do the Bucks get here? Probably not. If Trey Young's healthy in the last series, do the Bucks get here? I'd probably say yes, but it'd probably be a little bit more difficult. Run, more difficult run. But I think when you look at this, when the book's written about this series, it's going to be this Phoenix Suns team that we saw over the last four games was not the same Phoenix Suns team that we saw for most of these playoffs. And sometimes, and I said this, we've been saying this throughout this entire series, momentum is such a crazy thing. Because when you have it, it can make you it can make you feel better as a team better than you actually are, or it can make you appear better than you actually are. And Phoenix benefited this entire from the fact that whenever they lost, they'd come right back and win, and they grab the momentum back. They seize it. And like, you know what? Yeah, you won, and then you put right back down. And say, nope, we got this back. And then they take control. It's like they broke that team. That team would get a win. They start to get cold. They start to feel good. And then they crush them. And then their spirit would be crushed. And then they would just finish the job. And that's really what Phoenix did this entire run. In this series, they could not do that. They got the 
2-0 lead. And that's like, all right, we go to Milwaukee for game three. They got blown out. And really, I think it, it wasn't just that they lost. It's that they got blown out. And I think that shook them to their core. Because I was like, wait a minute. You know, Milwaukee started with Milwaukee. Boy, they really took this Milwaukee. And we didn't just lose. We, 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 we lost battle. And that was like, we gotta come back, right? Well, they 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 took their best shot in Game Four. Really was the reinforce, right? The, the game three shook them a little bit. Game four rattled them to the point where they started to question whether they were good enough because they beat them both ways, competitively and in a blowout. And they beat them in consecutive games. They've been able to get that next game right after they lost. They've always been able to do that. They did not get that done. They're a good road team this entire season. And they couldn't get it done. And, it, and, 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 and now, even though I thought Phoenix might eke out a win last night, I always thought it was a, a, it, it was worrisome that they lost that game in Phoenix because that is the one thing they had left. Well, they haven't beaten us here. Well, they beat you there in a competitive game. And what Milwaukee was doing was Phoenix. Phoenix was giving them their best shot, and Phoenix was in the last three games. But Milwaukee kept pushing them back, and they usually have one quarter where they just ran all over them, and then they never looked back. And they, have, and they would play from out in front. And that's really what happened those last three games. And when you look back at these last three games, the, 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 the four games, I should say, too. Look. Phoenix got away for a while with the fact that, you know, because you look at three guys on that team, right? They got great right, players. They got Payne. They got, you know, they, they got Cameron they got Payne. They got, um, goodness gracious, I'm breaking on names. Um. Um, wow, I'm so sorry. My brain just turned off for a second. Um, wow. Sorry, folks. Um, okay. They got Cameron Payne. They got Johnson. Um, you know, they got Bridges, who comes up the bit easily. You know, they got Crowder. Who had didn't have a bad game last night? They got these other guys, but really everything revolves around Aiden, Booker, Paul, right? Well, if you look back, if we look at this postseason run, very few times that all those guys have good games. That you didn't have, you didn't see all three ever have a good game together. And you got by with it because the other guys would chip in. In this series, that didn't happen so often. It didn't happen. Early in the series, series it happened. But then they were also shooting the ball so well from three and so well from mid range. And once that stopped, once they got, once the, the, the Bucks, because Bucks shot off the paint, that's what they do. We talked about this whole series. They make you take jump shots. They're not going to let you get these, attack the basket and get to the paint. They're just not. So you have to be, you have to shoot the ball well to open things up. And when they shot the ball well in the first couple games of the series, things opened up for them. But then once that stopped, that was the series. And then they started, even if you're taking jump shots, they started making you take bad shots. They came down right on you and said, you know what, all right, we've kept you out of the paint, now we're going to make you take bad shots. And then we're going to make you turn the ball over and make bad decisions because you're so flustered because you don't know where to go on offense. That's what they did. The defense set the tone, really, for the final four games because it cost Phoenix to get into disarray on offense. They couldn't, because of that, they couldn't score out the score at Milwaukee. But the defense shut him down, not being able to attack the rim, not being able to get into the state, shut him down. 
And then once they couldn't shoot the ball as well, they pretty much got, they were flustered, they were in disarray, they were taking bad shots, they were turning the ball over, and this is what we were left with. By the time they get started through the game, some of their proposal in the last game, the game prior, it was too late. And if you look at Milwaukee during this series, the defense obviously was fantastic, Holiday was fantastic, everybody he was on, he did a good job on, a lot of ways, that's why I, wasn't, I don't think he was good on offense, you look at Milwaukee, realistically speaking, scoring-wise, Giannis was the only strong hero here. Middleton had that one great game in Game 5, but for the most part, Middleton wasn't that great in the series. Holiday wasn't that great offensively. It's a great defensive obviously. But you got enough guys to chip in off the bench, whether it was Lopez, whether it was... Um, That kind of did the job, right? That stepped in and did the job, and and that made all the difference. It really did. That made all the difference. And so when you look at Milwaukee, you're gonna say, well, Giannis was the, really the reason. And, and we're gonna look back at that game one, and there was, a, there was so much discussion: should should Giannis play or should he not play? And ultimately, that was the best decision that they could have made by playing him in that game. You got him back into the flow of the game. He didn't have a great game, but he had an okay enough game. He, 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 he proved him that he was okay, and got him back into the flow of things, and got his feet under him. And then after that, it was it was again. He went off. He was John. In fact, since since game two of this series, John has played the best basketball of his career. And last time would have been the best game of his career, and and the most important game of his career. He was absolutely sensational last night. He made, he made free. And he, everything you could ask of your star to do last night, he did. He played great defense. He got to the rim. He made shots. He was a leader. He, he made guys around him better. That was the best I've ever seen Giannis Antetokounmpo. Best I've ever seen. That was another level type performance. And he's been great this entire series. And then Miller made some clutch shots down the stretch. And again, you know, this is a team that, you know, he's been there for eight years. Hard to believe. But really, the window for them was these last three years, right? Because of the fact that, you know, they accepted to the top of the East a couple years ago. And then, you know, they underachieved, everybody thought, right? The first year, they lost to Toronto. Toronto and the last year, a lot of people pointed out on injuries, but they just flamed out in the bubble. This year, it was our really They went and got Holiday. He was supposed to be the key piece. That was the piece that kept the audience there. Got him to sign that extension. All right, you went out. You made the team better. You went and got Holiday. This should help. Then you sit there and watch the Nets go get hard, and you're like, oh, God, how are we going to compete with this? Well, they did. And here's the thing. A lot of people are going to try to take what the Bucks did last night away from them. Well, you had an easy roll. You know, the Nets were compromised. Harden got hurt. Irving got hurt. Um, the Sixers were compromised. Juan B played with a bad, bad neat leg. Oh, you got the Suns and not the Lakers. Well, a week and a half, two weeks ago, we were talking about how great this Suns team was playing. Chris Paul was playing the best basketball of his career. Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. DeAndre Ayton is going to be a supermax player. And all that's changed. DeAndre Ayton did not have a good series. You wonder how that's going to impact the Booker. Chris Paul did not have a good series. Chris Paul flamed out like he has in every postseason. And you wonder how that's going to impact him. Potentially either opting on being a free agent. Where, where, where he goes from here? 
Chris Paul's future, we don't know what's going to happen now. Luke Thompson going to the Lakers and taking it's going to be the easy thing after the Lakers. The Lakers want a point guard, and they want Chris Paul. And the feeling is that Chris Paul, who's had big contracts, just take those take whatever money he can get just to go and win a ring someplace because that's like all that's missing on his career. At his career, you can't say Chris Paul hasn't is on a super team. Yeah, he wants the Clippers to be a part of a super team, but most of his career he played on teams that were essentially rebuilds. New Orleans, Pelicans, where he met Monty Williams the first time. You remember Oklahoma City last year, which is his, his involvement led that team to a five seed into a, a decent playoff run. This year he goes to Phoenix, a team that's on the rise and gets to the NBA Finals. He's done the whole go prayer for young team and get them to a ascend thing. But he wouldn't blame the guy, and I probably wouldn't take as much flack as you know Durant and other guys have. Because he's played on different teams throughout his career. He's played on rebuilding teams. He's tried. He hasn't necessarily always gravitated towards a super team. So you wouldn't blame him. But nobody knows what's going to happen now. Oh, oh, uh, Ten days ago, everybody's thinking he's going to get a max deal somewhere because he's playing on another level. So he had 36. But he's playing. You wonder if it was the, if, if his age and, and he was just wearing wear hair. You know, he had injury problems. You wonder if that played a role here. Or if it really was just the fact that. Either way, his performances took a hit. And yeah, he didn't have a bad game last night. Or the game before that. But it wasn't nowhere near what he was doing in, the, in uh, two weeks ago. So you wonder how that's going to impact him. Is that impact him opting out? Does he stay in Phoenix? Or does he still opt out? But then, hey, what are you going to get now? You could have probably gotten a lot more two weeks ago. Because you're opting Then he could have gotten now. I mean, if he wants to spend a lot of money, I mean, he'll, he'll still get offers, but he won't get the same amount of money, the same kind of offers. So the question would be, does he opt out? If he does, okay, what is he going to get now? And you went about DeAndre Ayton, because I, I, I don't think DeAndre Ayton can go on there and say, hey, give me this kind of money. You didn't show anything in this series. And then Booker, who really just was awful. He was awful last night. He ended up with 19. Yeah. He really didn't play well. And he really, and again, he, he had a couple of really good games in the series, but if you look at his whole postseason this year as a whole, very inconsistent. But so was Phoenix. Even though they had this great run, great run, if you look really into the numbers, it was always, when you look at that three guys, Paul, Aaron Booker, obviously Paul missed some time of injury. Very rarely did all three guys there. And that's unusual. Because usually your top three are at least a few games where they all three perform well. That never seems to happen. If one or two have a good game, you have an awful game. And that's something that's not that's not really good for a team that values consistency. Or it needs consistency. So where Phoenix goes from here, look, they got Devin Booker, he's a franchise player, he'll learn from this, he'll grow from this. Those role players will run from this and grow. They got a great nucleus, they got a great great future ahead. DeAndre Hayden will learn from this as well. Chris Paul, we don't know what he's going to go for. Does he opt? Does he stay? Does he go? And if he does go, what is he going to get? A lot of uncertainty here. Nobody knows what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Pop into the offseason is Chris Paul. And maybe what Phoenix does to continue to maintain the level that they're at. Next year, the Lakers, you're, you're banking on a healthy LeBron and a healthy AD. And what happens if Chris Paul opts out and they go get him? Then the Lakers become the top-notch team and the Chris Paul to the back. Clippers, if, they, if Kawhi Leonard stays, he's 
Paul George, who else? Who knows what else they decided to go do? Denver gets healthier. Murray comes back to pair with Jokic. Golden State will be back. Clay Thompson will be healthy. Who knows what else they do? Damian Lillard going. If he goes, does Damian does, does CJ McCollum and Kamara Anthony go anywhere? So those are all things to watch for this off season, and things that Phoenix has to look at and go. All right, can we even get to this level? Just by getting healthier, will we be able to get back to that spot where we were? Difficult. Because as good of a job, I don't want to take anything away from Phoenix. As good of a job as they did, their injuries did impact a lot of things here. And it's not going to be as easy a road to get back to where they were last year for any of these teams that were at the top. The Jazz, you know, all these teams. Things will be different next year. You know, you figure some of these stars will be healthier. They might even, some of these teams might get better just by, you know, going and making trades. So you can't always think you're going to get back to where you were. There are some teams that can think that, you know. You like, to, like the Lakers can sit there and go, like, even if you just have a Ron AD, we'll have a better year as long as they stay healthy. You know? Some teams can bank on it. Some teams can't. You know, the Suns have a lot to think about. Now the Bucks, you know, they can stand pat and say, all right, we're going to go to war with these guys. Are these guys good enough to battle a fully healthy Nets team? We all agreed at the time when they played the Nets that, that we felt, I, I, we all, I, I, I know I felt this way, that they were probably the only team that could, deal, could, could give the Nets a series. Because of the way they were playing. Well, obviously, they were the best basketball playoff this year by far. So I actually did think that that series had gone seven, even with a healthy Nets team. I really did. But would they have beaten the Nets? I don't know. Probably not. But that doesn't mean you look at this Bucks team and go, wow, this is an asterisk. No, it's not. No, it's not. If you, all you can ever do is play the teams that are in front of you. So don't take anything away from what Phoenix did this year, or what Milwaukee did this year, or any of these teams that had great years. You know, and people say, well, you want to have all those wins if, if certain teams were healthier. Don't take anything away from them. What happens to other teams? That's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. And look, Milwaukee again, what, and Phoenix both. Was the road a little bit was made a little bit easier by injuries? Yeah, it was. But we don't know what would have happened if those guys were healthy. We don't know. And here's the other thing too: Milwaukee was impacted by injuries. They lost Giannis for a couple games, and they still won without them. Now you would say, well. By many people's imagination, by many people's standards, we're a very good team. This is a team that we all underestimated. They beat a, a Philadelphia 76ers team that, yeah, you could sit there with Joel Embiid. Sure, yeah, Joel Embiid was still playing at Joel Embiid's level. He was still playing, averaging about 30 a game. He was still playing like Embiid. Was the fact that Ben Simmons wasn't playing well? So I still give him credit. Look, this, this, that was still a very good Atlanta team. If they had to go through the Bucks, did without their best player. So 
Well, to me, to sit here and act like these teams, you know, or the Suns or the Bucks, like a cakewalk to the finals is ridiculous. And I don't think you take anything away from either one of them. Just like I thought last year in the in, in the bubble that you know I was like, well, you know, there's a, you know, this could be an asterisk. You know, guys could be out with COVID. Some of these teams might be a shell of what they should be and everything. And this year ended up being more of that argument because of the fact that so many guys got hurt. You still, no matter what the circumstances are, right? how many players get hurt or out, whatever. It's easier, but you still have to be It's not like you're going to walk in there and just beat somebody by four just because you got, got, you, you got a couple more guys than they do that are more talented. It's not going to happen. You might think it is, but it's not. You have to go out there and play. Nobody's going to hand it to you. Yeah, you might, you might be the difference between you and the other team, might, might, the gap might widen, and yeah, you might end up winning the series more handily. But well, you can't assume that that's going to be the case. I just think it's easy to sit here and go, wow. Wow. You know, they, they have an easy role. And I think a reason why a lot more people are going to be saying that and going at the box. Actually, so they're going at the Suns too. Well, but most especially the Bucks since they won the series. They're going after them because of what Giannis said last night. With him calling out basically guys like LeBron, KD, and Kyrie, and Kawhi, anybody that's gone somewhere paired up with another superstar to go to another team. He called them all out last night by saying, yeah, "I did it the hard way. I stayed here. I have to stay here. I went with the team that believed in me. That you know, I want to do it here." I want to be here. That was a nice way of saying it, but, but he said it. And look, I I said this two days ago. A lot of people are going to like this. I didn't think it was good for the league. The fact that somebody won this, because this is not a super team. Your people are going to look at it and go, well, they got Middleton, they got Powell. That's not the same thing. Is that like the Miami Heat victory? Is that like the Boston Celtics victory? Is that like what LeBron had? Now, you might say two guys are not a super team, and they're kind of not, but still. Having LeBron James and Anthony Davis is another level of talent. Having Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is another level of talent. Might not be a super team like you've seen in the past. We're pretty damn close. And these guys were paired up with each other. They they essentially recruit each other. And it's not just At, you know, works with the front office. They reach out to guys to come there and play. Oh, we need a three-pointer. Let's reach out to this guy. Oh, we need a wingman. Let's reach out to this guy. Oh, we need this person. Let's reach out to this kind of player. Let's reach out to this guy. They put together the team from scratch and recruit guys. Milwaukee didn't do that. Giannis didn't do that. They didn't tell him to go get him. They decided, they decided to go get him. And again, that's not the same thing. These guys are not... And Giannis has always been criticized for having massive holes in this game, and he does. He's not the best shooter. Not the best free throw shooter. But he found a way to overcome that and lead his team to the, to the promise line. And again, there's going to be a lot of people, because of him calling you know, some guys in the league out and, and saying, well, this is the right way to do it, how, how are we doing the right way to do it, et cetera. People are going to say, well, 
of water to fill the guys who are healthy. Uh, people are going to say that, and you know what? They might be right. They might be right. But here's the thing. Giannis was hurt, too. Now, he's lucky enough to come back and be able to play. But he was hurt, too. Injuries impacted the Bucks too. But again, you still have to go play the game. And we all agree that the Bucks maybe could have beaten the Nets. They were playing well enough to beat the Nets at that time. And if they had beaten the Nets, there's no way that you couldn't claim that they couldn't beat the Sixers. If that's what they played. And if they didn't play the Sixers, they were probably they were obviously still playing the Hawks. And they beat them anyway. You know about Giannis. So the only team that you can see here go, well, we don't know if they would have, you know, if they would have gotten here and so and so was injured was the Nets. Healthy. So, realistically speaking, what are you trying to say? Well, if the Lakers had gotten there, they, they could have beaten them. We don't know that either. I think they could have played. I think they could have been competitive with the Lakers. I think they could have been competitive with the Clippers. I even said myself that the winner of the Bucks Nets series probably could win the championship. That's what I said at the time. Was that whoever wins that series would probably win the championship. And here we are. Really, on the Bucks side of this, you want to make the case the Suns are going to the Suns? I can buy that more. The only team that we don't know if the Bucks could have gotten past if they were fully healthy was the Nets. The only team to so sit here and act like they, that they would have sniffed the NBA Finals and sniffed the NBA Championship is ridiculous. But this is a team that's been at the top of the East for the last three years. Despite being heavily criticized, that's what, you know, that, that they were. I mean, the general consensus was that they didn't get to at least the NBA Finals this year. And what they got, they probably gone. And you know, you can see that. You can see how emotional he was last night. You can tell it. Let's not act like this is a team that had no Unless they got help. They did. They had a chance. And they came into these playoffs playing their best basketball. And they played their best basketball ever in the playoffs this year. Last couple of years they flamed out. This year they played their best. The only question you can have, you want to really analyze this, is whether they could have beaten the Nets if they were fully healthy. But here's the thing, folks. Kevin Durant was still there. James Harden was still there. I know James Harden was nowhere near the same player. But he was still on the court. And Kevin Durant was scoring enough to hold them. And they still beat them. Now, Irving was out there. Could they have done it? I don't know. But I think, I think they would have been competitive. So to sit here and act like they would have, they, they, they had no chance at doing it, it's a massive, massive insult to that team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Look, and look, it doesn't take away from Giannis's point. It is the easy way out to just go and say, oh, gosh, I'm going to go talk to this guy and go hear him It is the easy way out. And really what it's about is about racking up championships to help your brand. It's not about winning championships for pride. It's not about winning championships for your hometown. Although LeBron, that's why I went back to Cleveland. That championship 
finally won it. I didn't even care because he wins. Because he honored his promise and he did it in a significant way, in a significant way. That will mean more than anything you've done in Miami and anything he's going to do in LA. The rest of them are all business about his But that one in Cleveland was not. That one in Cleveland was personal. And that one's going to mean more to him than any other one he wins. For doing it, because he did it in the city that drafted him, a city that means a lot to him, a city that means a lot for the community in, and a city that's shown loyalty to him and that uh, appreciates him. And I think what happened last night was the NBA finally got themselves a likable superstar. Because if you look around the league, if you look around the league, most of their superstars are not well liked. This isn't like, you know, way back when. There were guys who maybe rubbed you on, but you still like them because they, you know, you didn't have the same kind of things going on in the league. You didn't have guys going from team to team based on the, who they could recruit and go, where, where to go. People don't like that. People don't like that. They don't. They don't like it when it's happening like that. And then next, the players have a right to that. They have a right to go, you know, on a free agency and do what they want to do and go wherever they want to go. I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying that they don't. But fans have the right to react the way they want to react to it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't I, I, I don't mind that they do. I get why they do. But at the same time, it does sicken me. Because it is easy to do. And it sets a bad message. Because there's something special. And I think there's something that's more personal. And something that's that, that, It just means more. If you do it where you start. If you sit there and let it. Giannis did doing it where he is right now means so much more than just essentially preordained to happen. Because that's what you do. You know, the LeBron's, the KDs, etc. They're oh, I'm just going to go out to LA and I'm going to you know, pair up with Anthony Davis and I'm going to get this guy and that guy. You know, I'm going to get these guys to come in and fill the gaps. And then, you know, that, that, that's going to be the. And we always, if you watch sports long enough like I have, you're always told sports aren't a video game. To you. If you can get them interested in your team, then they'll go and they'll come to you and they'll bring somebody with them because they have to have somebody with them because they feel like that's the best way to win. Because they're not worried about what that title means to the fans. They're not worried about what that title means to the city or to that organization. They're worried about what that title means for their business brand. It's all become more about the brand, all about the business, and how many things, how many, how much dollars pockets. And yeah, money's always been at the root of everything. We all know that. But there used to be something about to establish a dynasty here or a legacy here. You know, like there used to be a thing about well, I want to go to the New York Knicks, but I want to solve that problem, right? I want to go there and win a title in New York. Right? That used to be special. So now nobody cares. But that used to be what it was. Things like that. Or and turn things around for out for the Lakers and get them back to chant winning championships because it means something more than that. Gets drafted but then gets traded there. He spent his whole career there. Winning championships there means more than just going on, you know what guy, you know, yeah, we might be going through a rough time. When he was up for a contract or would, uh, he could have went anywhere else and won a championship. He could have 
the Lakers won two more. Colby. Because you stayed there. Yeah, you might say, well, it's the Lakers. I know it's a little bit of a different story, but it's a smaller amount of food. There's something that, you know, it's just old, it's old school, but there's a reason why it, it really feels different. It feels better. When you do it, you know, where you start or where, you know, you know where you already are. There's just something about it. You know, I mean, you don't think Charles Barkley, I mean, look what Charles Barkley did. Did Char uh, Char Charles Barkley, you don't think Charles Barkley could have been thinking to himself walking with someplace else? Like, oh, God, God, God. And a lot of guys, I don't think, would even have an interest in doing it. Because they didn't, they, 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 there was something about, they didn't, you know, they were buddies away from the court. Sure they were. Sure they were. They were buddies away from the court. But once they were on that court, once they were between those lines, there was more competition. And things got ugly sometimes. Things got tense. But they wanted to win. They wanted to beat whoever they were playing, even if their best friend was on the other team. And you could imagine joining up with them, no matter how much they liked that person. Just to win a title. It was about, I don't want to win a title. I don't want to win a title. I don't want to win a title. Here, where I am. Here, where I am. Here, where I am. Here, where I am. If you didn't move someplace else, it would become hopeless. Now, they weren't wanted. They wanted him right here. Maybe they wanted to rebuild. Maybe they just didn't think it was sustainable anymore. But it was never, well, I just, you know, I'm proud. I just got to move someplace else for my brand. Or, I, you know, I want to go someplace to win with that guy. Completely different game. And really, in many people's eyes, a better game. And I, and I agree with that. Because it felt like it was more fun. It wasn't handed to you. It, it, it's almost like it's a gift on a silver platter if you do what these people try to call the Nets do. Or what you saw the Warriors have done. And what the Warriors did the right way the first couple of times. You know, they drafted Curry, they drafted Raymond Green, they drafted Clay Thompson. You know, they, that, 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 those guys did it together. So that, I can't argue with that. Need it. You don't think you're gonna eventually be done with Oklahoma City? That to how talented that team was. He didn't know what to do with. He couldn't, he couldn't deal with it anymore. He couldn't deal with the fact that he wasn't winning it. I was winning it there. He didn't want to leave anymore. You don't think eventually LeBron could have done it? Who won? He could have. Jordan, how many years did he with the Bulls before they started winning? About the same as Giannis. You know, some of these stars had away years And that makes it feel more important, more significant. It makes you feel like you've accomplished something. I'm 
sorry. It cannot feel like you accomplished something if you pretty much organized the whole damn thing and put it together yourself with a puzzle. It doesn't do anything for you. The only thing you have to overcome is the schedule and making sure none of your guys get hurt. So again, they have the right to do that, and I, in theory, I don't have a problem with it. Cool to see some of these guys team up, and then and then sometimes you get these super teams in the finals. Like you saw the Warriors in the camp for, I felt like a decade, constantly being the only two teams in the finals. At first it was cool, and I got sick of it because you're same teams all the time. But so at the beginning, it was cool to see these two teams line up. It was a good match matchup. But it doesn't compare. It does not compare to what you used to see guys do. Involves hard work. It's supposed to involve blood, sweat, and tears. There's nothing hard work, nothing blood, sweat, and tears, nothing earned about basically saying, oh, God, I don't like it. You're off to the hockey. I'm a free agent. Oh, so is this guy. So is this guy. Hey, let's all team up and go here. And let's play the ball. And then we can decide who we want to be the sixth man on the team. And we can go get the shooter we want. We can tell the front office who we want. And they can patchwork the whole team together around us. And we basically and draft, and you put together the whole freaking team. Let's find a video game and say, and, 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 and take, and, and point franchise mode, taking that team and say, trade this guy, trade this guy, trade this guy, bring this guy in, bring this guy in, bring this guy in, and having a way with the roster. It should not be like that. It's not a video game. But that's the way the landscape has changed. And again, it's, you can't stop the players, that's within their rights, whether they're free agents, it's within their rights. I get it. But when they sit there and they watch what happened last night, and they watch how the Bucks were celebrated last night by other people around the NBA, when people reacted to Giannis in a different way than they reacted to LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Kawhi Leonard, and they sit there and why are they, why aren't there too many haters? Why are there people that aren't like hating on him the way he has? Because he did it the way that guys used to do it. He waited it out. He went through the process. He stuck it out. He was loyal to his franchise, to his fan base. He busted his rear end. He took the criticism. Because he got criticized a lot. Oh, you're not a good shooter. You can't make free throws. You can't get the job done. You had the last two years, you guys playing down. He took it to heart. He didn't get all hard nose about it. He didn't stick up his nose about it. He didn't say, oh, well, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to talk to the haters, whatever. No. He took it as constructive criticism. He did the best he can to improve his game. And he went out there and he led his team to a title. He owned it. He took responsibility for the holes in his game. Did the best he could despite that. Did the best he could to improve his game. And went out there and won a championship. And the best you can do is sit there and go, well, you know, that team didn't have those injuries, you would have lost. Then, then that shows you right there the difference. Right there. If that's, a, if that's all you can say to try to play with the Milwaukee Bucks in it, then you don't get it. I'm sure Giannis and the whole team's gonna use it as fuel. Well, they don't even think the reason why we won is because, well, the Nets were not both friends. This was on their 
Because sometimes all you need to do is get that first one out of the way, and then they start rolling right off. The numbers will show it. This is the first time Giannis got to a finals, and he won. Durant can, but obviously he's a Golden State. LeBron can't say that. Can't. These playoffs are good for the league. You saw a lot of teams ascend. You saw a lot of good young first players. You know, and then and and and, and the and the Suns and the Bucks getting here, I think, was good for the league. More exposure, and I think winning and the way he did, I think it helps the league too because this is the guy you can get behind. It's the guy you can rally behind, and he's not, you know, is he talent wise on the level of LeBron, Katie? No, he's not. He has probably always been. But there's something to be said about a guy like Giannis, who has these problems in his game. He's not perfect, but he finds a way to get it done. And he's a special player, he's a special person. He's extremely likable, and he did it the way he the way the, the way that needs to be done. And it was his the right way. And that's something that's a good message to send to kids. Like the league a lot better. It's a good example, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And, from an action standpoint, it helps the league as well, obviously. I think this is great for the league. And he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. And to have a team like Milwaukee do this, you know, in a great sports town, it's, it's great. It really is. And for the Suns to be in there, and, and credit to Monty Williams, he's a class athlete, graduated down. Uh, he's fantastic. Look, I thought it was a great finals. I thought the NBA can get a lot of good out of this season. I know the injuries, everybody's just injuries, things, and you know, kind of took a lot of the bite, uh, the, the starts out of uh, out of the playoffs. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I also thought these playoffs were phenomenal. First half was kind of rough, but from from you know, all-star break on, I thought it was pretty good. And I thought these playoffs were pretty good. I think the league did a lot for the shot. A lot of different, different fresh teams. They got a lot of exposure. That I think a lot of uh, fans in the internet got some fans back because of some of these new teams. In particular, the finals and seeing different teams there and seeing different players spotlight. And seeing teams from this year. And obviously these two years were rough. From the pandemic shutdown, the bubble, the quick off season, and all the injuries and all it was very rough. And this will not be the full off season year, but it'll be a lot better than the last one. And obviously you got the Olympics in there too, so that shortens things up too. But it'll be closer, closer to normal. Closer to normal. Right, closer to normal. This is going to be an off season. I think it's going to be very significant. You know what happens with Kawhi? What happens with Chris Paul? What happens with Damian Lillard? What happens with some of these other guys that could potentially be like Russell Westbrook? You know what's the trade market bring? What's the free agency bring? How do some of these teams respond? You know, you know how does Phoenix try to stay at the top? How does the Jazz try to stay at the top? How, you know, how does the Lakers try to stay at the top? You know, how does the Lakers try to stay at the top? 
know, how do the Nick Kai keep elevating themselves? A lot of questions, a lot of interesting storylines. It's going to be an interesting offseason. Um, I think this will be a, uh, this draft will feature a lot of talent. It'll be a lot, a lot deeper on the draft. Last year's draft didn't get deep at all. I think that's in play, very much in play as well. Um, so, you know, I think this will be an interesting offseason. And, you know, as we move on from this season, um, I think it kind of will spark a new era. Because I think you might see So you know what? I want to do it the way the Bucks did it. There is. There's something special about that. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, and. And we will talk about what sports to do as COVID cases rise as we head into fall. Because they're college sports. But we'll be talking about all that when we come back. If you'd like to contribute to the show and have your voice, or you can email us at thesportsfriend at gmail.com. Make sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can interact with us and keep what's going on at all times. And I'm back to the post. The search for the sports web, Facebook, and Twitter, because you can do all that and more. It's good to have you on the board on this Wednesday. Right back.
Alright, we're back. Um, so... Quickly on the Olympics, and we'll, once we hit Friday, Friday and beyond, we'll be doing a lot more with this. Right now, we're kind of out, 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 out to the event. Now, I don't know how many of you know this, but you know, technically, some of these Olympic events um, are done, start before. Um, they start before. Um, they start before the Olympics. Uh, uh, opening games. Yeah, I remember, all this stuff is filmed. I had a lot of times. So, you know, when you look at, um, um, you know, when you look at this, you're going to go, oh, wow, you know, uh, nothing starts until after the, after the opening. True. You know, a lot of things are done before that, just get things done in time and all this other stuff. So, um, so, look, I know there was these rumors that they're going to cancel the games and talk about that on Monday, but, you know, that, they're, they're, that they, before the opening ceremonies, that they're not, they're not going to do that now. The game is already started. They're never going to do that. So I guess they can shut it down if things get really, really bad. You already have, I think, upwards of 71 athletes test positive. I guess they could do that, but, but, I, again, I think you're going to have to see an excessive number and feel like you have a widespread outbreak before you make that determination. Now, of course, that could happen. It really could. But I, I don't know if I'd anticipate that, you know, Maybe as you go into next week, you might hear about. Um, by that point, you know, if you get hit, and then you know, who knows? And they'll try to navigate their way through it. I don't know, but because this, this is all uncharted water, like everything is. Um, now, look, there's all kinds of talk about athlete protests, and you know, a lot of people in Tokyo are mad about these games. The cases going up, that doing this, and this is going to feed into what we're about to discuss with, with COVID in general. Either they should have never been allowed to have these games this year, and we should have decided that months ago so they could have been held somewhere else that could handle this better. Or they should have just done it the right way. We know how to handle this. Why couldn't we quarantine the athletes the right way? Why couldn't we go through the right process here? Why couldn't we? Why are athletes showing up testing positive? Are they vaccinated or not vaccinated? If they're not vaccinated, it should have been. Maybe you could Or, or they had to have a test within a certain amount of time. Or they have to come there two weeks earlier and quarantine. Now I realize that could cause some logistical problems for some athletes because they, you know, like the NBA athletes, right? They don't understand that. And maybe they can't play in the game. Because that would just go problem. It's a different kind of Olympics, I'm sorry. But the right precautions should have been taken. And they really weren't. Because if they were, if they were, then you wouldn't be having these problems. And the same thing with spectators. Look what we're doing here in the U.S. with sporting events. Back in May. Now, right now we're not because obviously everything's open. Now that could be changing soon. We'll see. But but that could be like a couple months ago. What were we doing? Well, the vaccination. So you and, and otherwise you can't go in and you and. Why couldn't they do that, too? I just feel like the, the way that they did this was... was, was I, I, it's like they put no effort into it at all. No. But they just still out of the top of the Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. 
And if you see that the parents have problems with COVID. Now, even if they by a couple weeks, you could have made an alteration and had it someplace else. But this is a pandemic. You want to have the games? Instead of having this mess that they have. We already got cases going up in the village. I mean, come on. Come on. Badly handled. Badly handled. Things are going to be handled this fall in sport. Right? And it's mostly with the unvaccinated. There are still cases, obviously, they will be. But it's, you know, hospitalizations, deaths, mostly going to be unvaccinated. Hopefully, that doesn't. Hopefully. You know, we don't start seeing vaccinated people in that boat, too, because then it caused a whole other pandemic. Right? But, you know, and who knows if any boosters and all that stuff. But look, bottom line is this. Once you go into fall and the winter, things shift indoors. And right now, you have, you know, most of these sports are outdoors, right? You know, baseball's outdoors, so there's no issue. Tennis is outdoors, not really too many issues. You know, um, the Olympics would have been some of them outdoors, too, so that shouldn't have been an issue, but they got to grab. Um, you know, it's, football's outdoors, except for in some places that are domes, right? The most part outdoors. So, you know, so we're talking about maybe as much about that. Um, but basketball, you worry about, right? Now you're playing basketball games, you're going to focus on that, but, you know, at the end of the season here in the NBA, Now you get into the fall, you're going to restart the NBA season, you're going to restart the Stadium border is going to be opening, things, so things will be changing with that. You have Toronto going back up to Canada, those Toronto teams involved in all sports, or Canadian teams involved in all sports, and all that. Um, so, you know, you have to focus on that now because you have people going all back. Again, what what is going to be the rule on vaccinated vaccine? Because in the baseball, you see teams pretty, pretty much beg their, their 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 players, please get vaccinated, please get vaccinated. We want to get over the threshold. It's the only way we can ensure that our team doesn't get impacted. You're seeing some of these college uh, 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 conferences say about their point victory in regards to football. Get vaccinated because that's the best way to ensure that these games don't get impacted. You know. Now, a lot of colleges might mandate it. Now, a lot of places might not, but a lot of colleges might. The thing that's holding a lot of this back is really the FDA. The FDA would approve some of these vaccines. Oh, approval. I think then you would see some more, you see some mandates. And look, I've never been a fan of mandates, especially when it comes to stuff like this. But we are in a health emergency. And I've, I've said it myself. Get it, then you shouldn't have to get it. But if you have a reason you don't, 
don't want to tell anybody what to do. I don't think that's fair. It's your life. You know, cigarettes are bad for you. People still smoke. They're bad for people around you. People still smoke. You know what I mean? That, that's kind of, that's, that's, so, you know, I think that there has to be some, we're going to have to do something. Does it mean you have to mandate it? Maybe you mandate it. And you say, you know what? You either have to have a medical reason or maybe there's some kind of thing that, mechanism that's in place where it's like, all right, then, you know, you have to start, you have to have a sign waiver and you, you assume all risks. You know, attributed with getting the coronavirus if you enter something. And I said, why do you need that? Well, just because of the fact that, you know, there's liabilities for certain businesses. And, believe it or not, there are people who try to sue and say, well, you, you didn't protect me from coronavirus. I've already heard people say that before. Or, you sit there and say, you know what, there's no, none of that. We need everybody. And, and have that doctor sign off a, a reason why you can't have the shot. Or well, you have to have the shot. And I don't understand why we are still the government. Now, it's clear that a lot of people that have made the decision to not get it are not going to change their mind. Not enough to make enough of an impact. The people that wanted it have gotten it. So if you're upset with the amount of people that have not gotten it, then something's going to have to be done. And we're waiting too long to make these decisions. And I don't want to get into politics, but we, we need to do something. And look, I think you're going to see some sports teams start to push that. You know, don't, you know the coaches, the organization, they'll start to dangle it over their te respective teams and say, look, if you don't want to have our you need to go get this done unless you have a reason not to. And you see some businesses do it too, which should get the numbers up. Because you don't want to have the legal mistake. Well, you know, it's not fully approved. You can't make me get it. But the only one that can really push that are hospitals, I think. So, you know, so what does sports do? I don't think sports do anything. Other than if they want to, then they won't do this because they're afraid. They, they won't get enough. They'll alienate some of their fan bases. They already did that a little bit in the spring when, at, at first when they were trying to, put, you know, making people get tested and wear masks and that. Bottom line. Bottom line. That's how you're going to have to do. And if you're stay home. That's what you're going to have to do. That might be what the indoor sports have to do. And what do you do with the rest of the summer where, you know, cases are rising in certain spots? But as you're a sports fan, a lot of things are outdoors. So I don't, I don't know if you go crazy about it right now. What's more for like the doors come fall winter? Well, I suppose you're really that worried about you can always say the same thing. 
proof of a negative test or vaccination. But I don't, and, and, and internally, you If you want to do a mandate for your organization, you can do that. If you start to see some of these teams do that, I think some of these MLB teams have a lot to do it because they're afraid. Most of their guys have been vaccinated; they're still having cases, but there's some guys that are. But I, but I think there needs to, generally, I think there needs to be more urgency, and that is not even just in sports, but outside of sports. I think we dragged our feet. We we bet we we waited too long for people to kind of get their to, to kind of get their act together. And we'll do this. I'm not trying to force anybody to do it, but at the same time, you know, with the, with the way things are going right now, and I don't think we're going to go into a lockdown or anything like that. They just might say, hey, you got to wear masks indoors in certain areas. You might see some sports arenas and some big venues You can't do that, then you can't come in. You know, that, that, those are the kind of things I think we'll see. But if we don't start to really nip this in the bud, we made so much progress, and we're still not. Anywhere near where we were in terms of how bad things are. But we should have never even gotten back to this point. We really should have. We really shouldn't have. So, look, I don't expect anything like we've been dealing with, but so I think something's going to need to be done. There will have to be precautions, especially as we head into the winter months. And that might be something we have to deal with for a while. For that couple of years. And until everybody kind of gets used to the idea that this thing's going to be around. You know, maybe they will do this for a little bit. You know, because they might be poor on Southern Denver. You know, so they say, you know what, you have to prove a negative test to prove a vaccination to come in. You know, maybe they will keep doing that. I don't know. It's not a hard thing. In summer, you might have a lot looser restrictions because of being outdoors. But look, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see us going back to where we were for the better part of the last eighteen months, or for sixteen months, or whatever how long it's been. But I think right now we're we're towing the line of going back to something, some kind of restrictions, or some kind of precautions in some spots. I look for where the numbers are the highest. I don't think it's ever be. I don't think it's gonna be like, like a widespread thing. I don't think you're gonna see, you know, the, the, the federal government say, "Hey, everybody has to do this." I don't think you're gonna see even the state government say, "Everybody has to do this." I think it's gonna be about, determined by what's the transmission level in your area. And in that area, it's bad. Then they're gonna take precautions. If, if it's not, then they won't. But there needs to be some more urgency here. They need more people to get shots than that, and then sit there and act and, and keep using the same strategy that you've been using for three 
get you anywhere. It ain't going to accomplish anything. Stop. I don't want to get political, but, you know, people are worried about what COVID changes can mean for everything, let alone sports, and then obviously with the Olympics, there's been some talk with the Carolina Thought we should do a segment on it and, and kind of dovetail, dive, dive, uh, dive into it, and that's what we did, so, believe it at that, I don't want to, you know, go on and on about it on the show, I try to, you know, but we have, I, we try to focus this on sports, but this is, this is going to be a thing that can to affect sports, and we can't just ignore, so... Alright, we're going to take another break. When we come back, I want to hear from you. Your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your reactions to what's going on in the world of sports. We have the NBA Finals. Where are things going in the NBA from here? On the table, even those things we haven't covered from sports. When we come back, you're listening to the Sports Sprint on this Wednesday. We'll be right back. Um, so let's dive in here, see what's on your mind here on Wednesday. NBA Finals now over, NBA season now over, we're going to the offseason, we're going to be talking about the draft, um, and of course there's other things going on in sports, should be on the NBA, baseball, etc. Um, you haven't talked about it, but your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers supposedly turning down what would have been maybe the most, the highest paid quarterback in the league. Um, it didn't seem like it was so much about the money. Uh, we knew that Green Bay was going hard on trying to extend him, um, which we all thought was weird considering how there was crew issues between the team. Between him and the team. Um, so it doesn't surprise me. GM. We've gotten that. We get that now. Once the GM gone, they don't want to get rid of him. It's hard for me to imagine that they know how personal this is for Aaron. They know he doesn't like the general manager, and they know that's all this is about. And if they got rid of him, he probably would have signed an extension. And he probably, but it probably would solve a lot of their problems. The fact that they're not doing that is very 
weird to me. Because, but, I mean, I mean, you can't like, this guy hasn't been there that long to like this guy so much that you're willing to piss off the franchise quarterback. And That part escapes me, and look, who knows what's going to happen right now. He's, he, you know, we're going to be resolved by now. It's the fact that it's not, you know, what, what does it mean? Who knows? You know, this is stuff that usually doesn't play in to, you know, that doesn't bleed into the season. If things are this bad between quarterback and front office, you know, are settled by now. You know, the only contract things that you or situations like this require that you should, you know, pop up at this point are guys that want to hold out and train camp if they have one more year left on their contract and they're looking for the deal that they want. You know, you should see these kind of situations where quarterback and front office have been going back and forth for a few years now and, you know, it hasn't been resolved yet. So it should be fascinating to see this kind of play in, into the beginning of the season and maybe even into the season. Do um, you think the Bucks winning last night will aid them in being able to be You think they can get another superstar to come play with them and give them an even better shot at repeating? I don't think they're gonna, first of all, I, I mean, I think Middleton's got a big deal. Giannis has a big deal. I don't know if they have the cap, the, the money space to go over and get them. Star. I don't think they want that. That kind of speaks to purpose what he said last night. You know, they're super team. I don't think they want to be. I think they like the, way, the fact that they want it the way that they want So, no, I don't, look, I don't think they're going to go out and recruit anybody. Other than, you know, just trying to get better in spots, you know, go get some a, a role player to the social spot, maybe they can maybe they can cheer up a little bit. Um, try to keep the band together, keep Holiday there, keep Middleton there, you know. Um, you know, basically right now you're trying to keep that just improve it and bring in certain guys to fill certain roles and you know, if anybody leaves in free agency twenty seven something that everything would bring yeah, I don't look, they they're not this is not something like, oh we had Giannis, they're not going to do that because that's, I think they, again, you heard Giannis last night, they like the fact they're not that kind of team. It's a team that goes out there and, you know, does it the way they do. And, you know, one star and Giannis and then the other guys just do their part. And, you know, and, and Holiday is a, a star in a lot of ways. He's not a superstar, he's a star. He's not a superstar, but again, they don't feel like they need that. They're going to go at it the way that they're going at you're not going to go out there and say, hey, let's go get Kawhi Leonard. I, I wouldn't want it to. So, I think they understand that too, and I think they grasp that too, and I think they want to do it this way. The way I think they want to do it. Um, let's see. Um, 
do you expect LeBron, KD, this is caught last night. Do you think it'll cause more mistakes the way that they've gone about things? Or do you think that this might slide and accept it as his opinion? And it won't make any difference to them. Do you think this will impact future stars and how celebrated he was last night? As far as LeBron, KD, etc. goes, I don't think they're going to say anything. Internally, they're probably PO'd about it. They might let him know that when they see him. Um, although I don't think he cares either. Um, but I don't think it's going to do well. I don't think it's going to cause him to rethink anything or do anything. They don't, it, again, I don't think they really care. I really don't. It's all about what they can do for their brand, right? Um, as far as other stars, like, you know, like the, the, you know, the Donovan Mitchells of the world, you know, or Ruka Doncic, you know, both still with the teams they got drafted. Clearly, it's not going to impact Damian Lillard because you're probably going to trade it. And he's probably going to pick and, so, and try to push for where he wants to go. Um, but those guys are still with the teams they originated with. We'll see if it does. If they, you know, you see them stay put, um, you know, maybe you could say that maybe that, that, you know, maybe they were inspired by what Giannis did and what he said. Um, but I tend to think any of these players nowadays beat to their own drum. They're going to decide what they want to do if they decide to do it because they already want to do it. It doesn't, I don't think anything Giannis said is going to really, you know, dictate that, but. We'll see. I mean, if one of them stays put and then one of them says, hey, you know what Giannis did with the Bucks spoke to me, then, then you'll know. I don't know if it's going you know, to make anybody seem like have a high tech, uh, some kind of like white claw going in their head and say, yeah, you know what? I want what he just did. You know, I don't know if I, it's going to do anything like that. I will take two Double question. How is it that Giannis's brother tested positive for COVID and yet nobody else on the Bucks, as far as players go, had to quarantine and nobody else seemed to seemingly tested positive? Do you think there's something to that? And secondly, what is it about Chris Paul and Scott Foster? Seems pretty crazy that he can't is the referee. Where do you think Chris Paul goes from here? What What is your general sense? Not bad or stay put, really like this unfinished business. Um, as far as the, young, the, the stuff with COVID goes, I have no idea. I know there's people conspiracy theories about that. Like, oh, you know. Um, um, it's so weird how Chris Paul had to sit for a few games and, you know, and Giannis never tested positive, even though he hugged his brother, he lives with his brother, and, you know, there seemed like there was an issue with them, but it was an issue with Chris Paul, and, oh, look, I don't want to read into anything, you know, sometimes, look, we, 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 right now, with people being vaccinated, these things can be weird. Maybe his brother had a breakthrough infection, he did. If they test positive, they're going to play. And I'm assuming Giannis and everybody else on the Bucks did not test and look, even if the, if there was something going on, I don't want to make that accusation. You're never going to find out about it. I don't think anything else was going on there because I think it could be that crazy. I've heard stories had five or six people living in their house. Four people tested positive. One person didn't. And never did. So I don't, I don't want to read too much into that. Secondly, the whole stuff thing, it's just funny. It's just coincidental at this point. 
be a fishing last night that made me think they have rolling anything. And really, if you watch any stop box or Chris Paul games, there are times when maybe you can make the argument that fishing is bad in stop box or games, but not all the time. Certainly not the reason he lost the loss last night. So, so a lot of that is to Um, but I think at this point, Chris Paul is like in the playoffs. Please don't put stop box or anyone near me. He <laughs> made a bigger request for the league. He's got, he's got some power, obviously, so. Try to push that. Um, probably won't get too far on this <laughs> Maybe. Um, but as far as what he's going to do, I had to guess right now. I, I think he's going to opt out. Because I think he did enough to be able to get a, a fairly good deal. I don't think he'll get the huge deal that he probably could have gotten a couple weeks ago at the level he was playing at. Because uh, that probably would have opened up some eyes enough for him to get more money than he probably would have gotten. Yeah, he's gonna probably end up um, uh, but I think he. I don't think he'll see it that there's any unfinished business there. Because I think he's gonna. He's a smart enough guy. He's gonna recognize that other teams in the West are gonna get better, and you get healthier. So that's gonna make them better just by default. So yeah, I I I, I do see him kind of going the way of like, let me go someplace where I have a great chance at getting back here because there's no guarantee in Phoenix that he'd get back. You know, I think he's going to want at least a, a, a very good chance at getting back to this level where he was at in the finals. And I think he's going to look and I go, well, hey, I've already played for a number of teams that have been rebuilt or young players. Maybe it's time I go somewhere, you know, kind of like when he, when he got traded to the Clippers. And he didn't want to do that. That's where he ended up. You know, when I got traded to the Clippers, you had Blake Griffin there. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. Like, okay, that, that team had a chance to run all the way to the finals. He's going to try to go for a setup like that. If they try to recruit him, maybe it does. Or maybe he goes back, you know, he go back to the Clippers. You know, they got Kawhi and Paul George there. Maybe he does. You know, maybe that's something that he looks to do because that might be his best chance. To at least get back to where he was. Because, you know, you got to think of, not no disrespect to Phoenix. They're still young. They're inexperienced. I mean, well, not inexperienced now. They made it all the way to the finals. But, you know, they're still young. And, you know, they're going to be in a spot where other teams in that in the West are going to be better, just by being healthier. It's not going to be. It's going to be hard to get back to the finals, and Chris Paul is going to know that, and that's probably why he's going to say, "Maybe I go somewhere where that we have more, more going, more there to get potentially get me to where I want to go." Because at this point, I feel fairly certain that if he wins the ring, he might ride off into the sunset. I think he is going to be one of those guys that he will, will probably continue to play, even if he's 40. But I don't know if he's going to want to. Unless he has some unfinished business. Whether he wins a ring or not. So, so right now, it's the opt-out and probably go someplace where there's a lot of talent there and it's not like a team that, you know, is kind of on the, not necessarily on the fringe. But maybe as much of a guarantee as you can that this team has a chance to win a championship. And while you might say, well, Phoenix is losing the finals, theoretically they have a chance to win a championship, you know, again, the West is going to be tough. By being healthier, they're going to be better. So it, doesn't make, it makes it potentially a much harder role to get back there. Um, so that's probably why, you, you know, you go to a team that you feel like you have a better chance at, you know, a team that surrounds you with, with that uh, a level of talent that 
I won't say guarantees that you get there, but gives you a very, very good chance. Um, let's see. One more. Think that, do you think that rising COVID cases in any way will cause some of these NBA players to consider bowing out or potentially not playing at all? Especially given the fact that, uh, that the Olympics basketball team seems to be struggling. And secondly, do you see any significant trade happening with the NBA before the draft? So I don't think you're going to see anybody bow out. You know, there's obviously been a lot of red flags with the Olympics, and they are bowing out yet, so why would they bow out now? Um, so I don't see that. Even, you know, again, a lot of NBA players have been vaccinated, so they'll probably like they'll be okay, even though you can have breakthrough infections, obviously. They were playing in the finals, so that, you know. But, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate that. Um... I mean, for that, not that line, but just for uh, the draft. Yeah, I think we'll have a couple. I think, I think. Look, if I'm Portland, and I am. If Damian Lillard is if you're gonna do a bold up now, move Lillard, move McCollum, move Anthony, or anybody else you can move. Get them off the team now. Get your draft picks so you can start this this year because this, this this draft is deep. So you know, and, and then of course then you have to wait. Process this year, you go and get you use your picks this year, um, and if you see if you think there's any players, and then you you know and then even and then you can even go into free agency. You have some money to spend, and you can go get some players to fill some gaps there. And all of a sudden, you know you kind of reloaded a little bit, and you're on your way. And you start your process. Why would you want to wait? So I I, I kind of think it was, it was lowered wanting to be traded already out there. That, that, um, there are some, there's some talk of Russell Westbrook potentially being, being traded back, uh, out of LA, whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers. Um, maybe the Lakers, if they don't get to have a chance at Chris Paul. Um, you know, that's not a little better than the draft. Um, especially since, you know, I, I, I again, I don't feel like it's a draft collateral to trade. They might have to get a third team involved. That third team wants some picks before that, or the Wizards picks before the draft. We'll have to see. But other than, you know, those two scenarios, you know, and anything involving Portland, Damian Lillard, and maybe them rebuilding, and maybe what the Wizards decided to do. So I think those, you know, Damian Lillard, I don't know if Kawhi Leonard's going to opt out. We don't know if Chris Paul's going to opt out. So until we know that, I can't use those as kind of like the dominoes and everything off. But Damian Lillard could be the thing that. So it's kind of hard to see what's going to happen until one of those scenarios plays out. Like Damian Lillard gets traded, then that would spark a lot of things. 
depends how long it takes, right? Um, you know, and then of course, again, if, if you get an indication that Kawhi could Around the league before the draft, too. So, it all depends on the timeline of all these potential things. about what's going to happen with these particular players. So, all right, we're going to take a break. Wednesday, we'll be right back. We're back. Um, so the schedule for the rest of the week. Remember, since we had inside the ring last night, that means we do not have entertainment tomorrow. Um, that's our summer schedule. So there'll be no entertainment four one or any of our network of shows broadcast tomorrow. Um, we'll have a sports grid on Friday, two o'clock from Eastern time. That will close out our week. Next week's schedule. Um, sports grid Monday, Wednesday, Friday, two o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, there will be no inside the ring next week. In fact, inside the ring will be off for a couple of weeks. So it's going to return. It'll probably be right before SummerSlam next month. Um, it'll be off for a few weeks. Um, so, you know, Entertainment 4 and 1 will make its comeback next week. Um, that's the plan. You know, that's how we do. We alternate. So, Entertainment 4 and 1 will return next Thursday at 10 o'clock. Inside the ring next Tuesday, but there will be an Entertainment 4 and 1 next Thursday. Looking forward to that. Um, so that's the schedule for next week. If you did not listen to uh, last night's Inside the Ring, it is available on archive. Remember, though, we have only a couple, there's only two ways right now to be missing an episode one episode to do that. And there, and the two ways are either through social media, go to our sports print, Facebook, or Twitter. Remember, I'm social media account right now. We're working on that. Um, so all of our show, sports print, sports print, everything on Team of One. In mind. So go to the sports print Facebook and Twitter, sports Facebook or Twitter, and then depending on what episode you're looking for, find that date. Go through the post on either Twitter or Facebook. You find that date, and then you'll find, and then on that date you'll find the episode link there for that particular date, for that particular show, and that you're looking for, and then just click on it and it'll play for you. Or you can do the easy thing, which is go to our main post, 
Sportsman Signer Ring Entertainment 401. And when you do that, you can take it to the show page for that particular show where you'll find all the episodes for that particular show. Click on the episode you want and then it'll play for you. So those are the ways you can do that right now. Soon, um, but that's where things stand with that episode. Or want to check out an episode again? That's the way you can do that for right now. Again, we did have an inside last night, so if you missed it, feel free to check it out. We did a little NBA on that show too. We did a little wrestling show. A um, couple other things to remind you of: we made these announcements on Monday. We got to open things up for potential hosts, contributors, promoters. Um, Producers, etc. Um, so, if you are interested in being involved in the show in any way, remember there is no payment initially. We're hoping to build up to that point. If you are interested, please reach out to us by email, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, we'll get back to you and we'll start the process with you and we'll, we'll go back and forth with you, decide if you want you to send an audition tape or something like that. Um, um, so, we will we will go back and forth with you and we will do that. But if you're interested, you have to September 30th to sub, to let us know that. Once you reach out to us, we will we will obviously update you, go back and forth with you, and, and see if it's something that, that will work. But also, too, we want your feedback on the Entertainment 411 as well. Um, sorry, folks, I hit the music button by accident. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with it. We don't know where we're going to go with it. But it has not been doing so well. So we want to hear what you think about it, what changes you would make, how you think the show should be. So continue to Wow, and you got to September 30th on that, too. So, two things that we made announcements about on, on, on Monday that we want to, you know, kind of talk, go back and forth with you about, and get involved, etc. So, keep those in mind as we go forward. We, we, we will be making a couple more announcements on Friday. We're not going to do them today. Um, because I'm, I'm working about some of the stuff I'm still working on. But mention on Friday. So tune in for that. Um all right, so with all that being said, if you'd like to, you know, again, reach out to us in, in terms of being involved with the show, like we mentioned a couple minutes a couple seconds ago, or send us your feedback about the entertainment for feedback in general, if you have any questions about the show or the scheduling or just continue to chat with us about restaurant chat with us in general. Well, um you do all that and more by email Facebook and Twitter you can email us at the sportsman at gmail.com can interact with us who's going to show it all the time. Have access to any additional content like producer and posts. So much for the sports from Facebook and Twitter so you can do all that and more. Folks, it was great to have you all on board here on this Wednesday. Um, again, none of our network of shows will have a show now. There'll be no entertainment for one tomorrow. It comes back next Thursday. Our next show will be Friday at 2 o'clock. It'll be the sports friend. Our next sports again Friday 2 o'clock. This is our next show. Uh, we'll get some baseball um, and anything else that's going on in the world, including the Olympics, and Friday. Go forward to all that on Friday. So it should be a big show. Make sure you tune in. So until Friday, folks, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you back here for the sports for Friday at 2 o'clock. And this is how I'll show that. Go on, everyone.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.